This episode of the Badass Ladies Club is sponsored by Badass Retreats. It's time to make your healing a priority. Find out more at www.blcbadassretreats.com. Hello, badasses. Welcome to this week's episode of the Badass Ladies Club. I am your co-host, Jessica Weckerlin. I am here with my lovely bestie co-host, Laurie Wallace. What's happening, Jessica? <laughs> um, yeah, well, last night was Halloween. Last night was Halloween. Which, what, by the time they listen to this, will be last week? Yeah, a few weeks. <laughs> um, what did you guys do? Oh my gosh. It was such a fun night. We had a blast. Um, Adelaide was Belle. I was Snow White. And yeah, so we Disneyed it up and um, it was such a beautiful, perfect night. Not too hot, not too cold. Mm -hmm. We hit up the best neighborhood and um, yeah, just walked around and played and got candy. And we went to... um, our friend here at the podcast, Julie Murphy, we went to her house and Julie Best like Halloween ever. Listen, y'all, you need a friend like Julie because she has one of the well, first of all, her house is decorated like you were just talking about before we went on air, like, like Halloween Wonderland. Halloween Wonderland. Yeah. It's like Disneyland up yeah. in there. Um, every decoration you could ever think of. But what's really fun is that she got one of those like inflatable um screens that people get for their pools so mm-hmm. that you know you could watch movies in the pool or whatever yeah, yeah tied it down in her driveway and she's done this for the past few years but it still blows my mind and played like hocus pocus all night and had like a table and served us pizza and you know what I mean I'm like thanks Julie thank you so much because like Halloween is better than Christmas for me at this point thanks to Julie Murphy well and that's thanks, uh, yeah it makes it super special. And I love that you guys go there every mm-hmm. year. Like that'll be It's now our tradition. Yeah. So yeah. Um I think that even when Adelaide like, you know, is too old or like doesn't want to do the trick or treating thing, I'm gonna like still be going to Julie's house. She is like, your kid. And I imagine she'll probably <laughs> be trick or treating until she's your age. Um, probably. Yeah. Um but anyway, you guys, thank you so much for joining us and we're so happy that you're here with us. And Let's get into it. All right. Yeah. So goddess. Goddess is a word we use a lot. Goddess is a word that we use a lot. It was kind of like one of the founding values of Badass Ladies Club was to like use these uh, empowering, luxury, gorgeous words to call out our girlfriends. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, goddess was a big part of that. And so today we're going to talk about this concept of the triple goddess. Yes. um, Which... I think is something that you have to be of a certain age maybe to start to appreciate. Mm -hmm. Um, I had heard about the triple goddess, honestly, because I wanted the tattoo symbol, you know, Uh, like that the first time I ever saw the symbol of the triple goddess, I was like, what is that? And put it on my body. I haven't gotten it yet though. Um, Get around to it at some point, but it is this concept. We have to get our badass tattoos first. I'm super behind. We're so behind on tattoos. (laughs) Um, We'll get to it. We'll get to it. It is get, coming into tattoo getting a season, you know, yeah, like before I mean, we go back to Costa Rica. Yeah. Now would probably be the time. Now would be the time. Anyway. <laughs> um, so the maiden, the yes. mother, the crone, 
Yes. Is in this concept, the triple goddess, right? That all women have like timeline stages, but also intermixed timelines in this time of life where you embrace the maiden aspect of your identity, the mother aspect of your identity, or the crone aspect of your identity. Um, so it seems like a really rich conversation for the podcast because I feel like right now we are kind of in the same phase you and I are, but like I'm headed long into the crone phase, you know, like sooner, but it's so interesting to be on these cusps where I feel like I am between this like mother phase and crone phase of my life. And also just looking back at all of the same like maiden tendencies that I still have, even though I'm in my mid forties, you know, Mm -hmm. like that those things make an impression on you. So tell me about the impression that the triple goddess had on you when you first heard about it. Yeah. So once I started reading about the triple goddess, um, well, all of the like symbolism that goes with it is really interesting. Right. So if you guys are curious as to like what, you know, Laurie was talking about with the tattoo and everything, it's the waxing moon, the full moon and the waning moon. And so that waxing moon is like this signal of like, coming into your own, you know, like the maiden is like this virginal, um, enthusiastic, um, like, I don't want to say naive in a bad way, but like, you know, she's kind of like this young, naive, enthusiastic archetype that we all have. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that full moon phase, the mother phase, um, is, you know, the prime of like your sexuality um and the, you know like we call it the mother but it really has nothing to do with having children right. it's just this like maternal prime this like readiness and um you know live in your life like we're both deep into right now right you're creating a yes. lot. Yeah. Yes. And then this crone phase, which is the waning moon, is, you know, like you've done all those things. So, but you know what? When I was reading about the crone, I was getting a little upset. Okay. <laughs> Tell me why. Because I guess in some, I don't know what the word for it would be, but in some texts, like it's also called the hag. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, excuse me, like, can we reclaim this word? Yes, we can. But in a lot of feminist texts, you know, they're talking about, so I think that, um, I think traditionally the crone is like the crazy old lady that's, you know, like with a sharp tongue and she, you know, (laughs) like, I think about her, like the grandma on like my big fat Greek wedding who like escapes the house Mm -hmm. and like runs through the sprinklers and shit. Right. Right. Like that's how I envision her. But in a lot of like modern feminist text, I think that women are reclaiming this crone phase as like still beautiful, still sexual, still, um, desirable and needed and wanted. Yes. Um, but like on the back end of life where like, she's just wiser. One of my favorite things that I've always understood about the crone was that she doesn't do things 
for validation from the outside at all. So it doesn't matter what it is. If it's sexuality, if it's what she chooses to do for work, if it's how she interacts with her family or the world at large, that it's all based on her needs and not the needs of everyone on the outside, which I feel like is a huge shift when you talk about the maiden and the mother, you know, like the maiden is maybe a little bit more Mm -hmm. self-involved, you know, like, but still is conditioned to perform for the outside world, right? To get this approval, to attract a mate, to have like these interactions and learn how to be a woman in a really traditional sense while you're figuring that out from this like girlhood phase into this attractive maiden phase. Um, And that, yeah, the crone is so much more independent as far as where she's seeking her validation from. She's like, I've done all that. Right. (laughs) And the other things I'm living for me. The maiden and the mother both have this like thing with their sexuality too, where like their sexuality is used for something either to attract and or to have kids, you know, like these kinds of things. But that the crone, like sex is just for her. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, get me off. Like, that's what I'm into. And I love this reclaiming of your sexuality in this crone phase. Mm -hmm. And I've read about her being the hag. I've read about her being, you know, like she has a kind of a witchy vibe to her sometimes. Um, But I also have this like real appreciation for a wise medicine woman type of crone existence because you have been through so much you know and you do shed a lot of layers about what it means to be like a woman versus a person um that yeah like I'm totally into embracing all of the fronts and that's what I think is so interesting about the crone is I think that there's a lot of looking into different stages of life with appreciation mm-hmm. like that when you're young Sometimes you're like, oh, my God, can't I just be old so I have it all figured out and there's no more of these big decisions and I know I can't screw anything up because it's over. And, you know, like that feeling of I don't know what I'm about to get into and wouldn't it be nice for it to be, you know, like further along. But when you're older, that you appreciate so much the youth and the naivete and the um, appreciation of smaller things, you know, like I feel like especially in that mother phase in the center life gets heavy with responsibilities and things that you're trying to achieve. And, you know, like you have this timeline and you've got, especially for women, like a finite number of years where you're valuable in some of these roles that you're trying to check off the boxes. Um, But I was thinking about it the other day, just in respect to like what, how little it takes to be happy. And that when I was young and I lived in an apartment that cost $400 a month, And I had $12 to get me, you know, like to my next paycheck in two weeks. It didn't take that much to make me happy. You know, like that I was actually really happy eating ramen noodles in my studio apartment, you know, like Mm -hmm. it was fine. And if I could keep my cell phone and my cable on at the same time, like I was living freaking large, you know, and that, uh, and that it just is so interesting. Yeah. Like how you put things out of whack or out of perspective when you get older, you're like, Oh my God, I was so dumb and happy back then. (laughs) Like what's changed and that we can all embrace different aspects of that at different times. Absolutely. Um, you know, I'm, I wasn't really familiar with the triple goddess, um, 
Until recently. I mean, I, I guess I was always familiar with like the symbolism sure. of it, but, um, you know, in these archetypes, I think that it's something that we instinctually all know because mm-hmm. we're living it. Right. Yeah. But like, I guess what I'm curious about that I did not get into in my, I guess, research of reading through this is like, I think that it's interesting that it's called the triple goddess, but it's like three different things, right? Mm. Which comes like in my Catholic upbringing, like kind of resonated with me in like the Trinity Trinity. of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit kind of situation. So since like you're the one who brought this subject up, I'm just curious from what you know about it. Is it kind of that same thing or is it literally like contextually a goddess or is it these three different goddesses that like you yes. am I being clear yeah, I think okay. the answer is yes and yes right okay. like because <laughs> I think about the trinity as like they're three you know pages out of the same book gotcha. right yeah. so like they're all separate but they're also the one so the triple god is similar like that where right. they are all these separate experiences but they are all the same person um, so I think in that way, they're the same. Yeah. I think that in the ways that they differ maybe is that the father, the son and the Holy ghost aren't all archetypes that one person, you know, like, I don't know, I guess maybe it is. So yeah, it's similar, but I hadn't thought of it in a Trinity aspect. I thought yeah. of it much more in a, um, like a feminine empowerment kind of aspect. Mm -hmm. The other interesting thing is there's lots of marriage ceremonies that call in the mother, the maiden, and the crone, just as far as like your young, youthful, ingenue stage is usually when you get married, you know, Mm -hmm. and then you move into childbearing and then you get, you know, you grow old with someone like that to me, it did always have kind of like a very fairy tale-ish, you know, this is the order in which you do things kind of vibe, which, um, you know, I think it's thrown on its head a little bit in 2022 because right. nowadays everybody's doing everything at all the ages, you know, yeah. like it doesn't really matter where you are. There's 21 year old CEOs and, you know, yeah. like yeah. there's old ladies dressing up and going to raves. Like it's fine. Um, <laughs> but everybody can do anything at any age. Yeah. Yeah. So. When I was reading, I was like triple goddess, that seems singular, but it's these three moving parts. And so, yeah, with my Catholic upbringing, I was like, oh, that's kind of like the Trinity. And I think Mm. that the Trinity is so significant in a lot of different places, right? And I don't know if we've discussed... God, we've done so many episodes now that I'm like, who can remember what, (laughs) what were those? Um, I also think it's interesting because the triangle is the strongest shape, right? So if you guys like imagine a triangle, um, with like the point up top, there's no knocking that over. It's stronger than a square and obviously a circle that it's kind of this significant like strength yeah. that spoke to me so much um, when I was reading about it. And the masculine part of this too yeah. is that like, there's also like an opposite and equal reaction to everything, right? Totally. It's also interesting, I think, like the um, 
the strength that comes with all three of them combined. Mm-hmm. You know, like that if you look at all three archetypes, you are so much stronger when you can tap into, you know, like different aspects of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so just out of curiosity, like, do you have a favorite crone figure, whether like a real person in your life or um, maybe like a fictional crone character that you oh identify gosh. with? So many, like, there's a lot of um, crone archetypes in Women That Run With Wolves, which is a really amazing book if you haven't read it. Like, it's kind of like a collection of short stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't tell you any of their names right now, but there's several crone archetypes in there that are really, again, kind of witchy, wise women. I do really fall into a lot of like the um, medicine woman vibe. I'm really into with the crone. Like I think about things like, I mean, I have my gypsy tattooed on my arm, you know, like long skirts and hair Mm -hmm. and beads in their hair and bones in their hair and um, more tribal kind of vibe to it. Like I think about women who live on the outside of the town in the forest by themselves that people come to when they need support or they need wisdom or they need, you know, help with medicines or herbs, these kinds of things. Like, I feel like there's this, I also feel like this a lot crone symbolism in winter time or in like mid fall kind of where we're going into where you like start to turn inward Mm -hmm. to see what needs to come out and how you can best like serve the world. And I feel like that's something um, that all of these witch vibe, medicine woman vibe, you know, like that they all can only help on the outside as much as they're willing to go inside. And that you have to have lived a lot of life to be willing to do that, you know, like, so, yeah. But I don't know if anybody like specifically. I have two people in our real life oh that gosh, we have in me. common who oh, are you're like. talking about in real life. Like, well, I said either. I was like either a person in real Red life Fox or fictionally. Totally a crone vibe that I'm into. Like, yes, yes, for sure. Um, but two people that I was thinking of okay. off the top of my head is one, and I don't care if she hears this. Actually, I would love it if she oh heard my God, this. Tell me. Nancy Pitts. Nancy's a total crone vibe. So what I find so funny about mine and Nancy's relationship, I met our friend Nancy when I was very young in my maiden phase. <laughs> okay. How young were you? Um, where I was very, very new to the beauty industry and, um, was just trying to soak it all up. And so, um, Nancy, I mean, up until our previous salon closed, like I had basically worked with Nancy my entire career over the span of at the time, like 14 years that I worked with her. Um, but when I first met her, like, I just didn't understand. (laughs) I think Nancy gets that a lot. Probably. You know what I mean? Like, no, I get it. Where I would just look at her and be like, what even is happening? But as I got older, I would do things 
or think things. Mm -hmm. And then I would look at Nancy and it was like this puzzle piece coming together where I was like, oh, I get it now. Okay. (laughs) This is what happens when you get older. You know what I mean? Like that Nancy, I mean, when I was younger, she was like this crazy woman who I was like, what the fuck is even going on? Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, I get you, girl. Yeah. Like, I totally understand. And go on with your bad self. Yeah. Because keep doing it. Yeah. Like, um, uh, doing it well. But the other one is your mother. Mm, she's going to love that you said that. Um, Kemaly. Okay. Say more about this. Well, I just think that your mom is such a free spirit. <laughs> and that's putting it lightly. Totally. Um, that... I just admire your mom so much because she lives her life out loud. She's funny. Mm -hmm. She embraces her sexuality. Mm -hmm. And um, maybe for you, you're like, mom. But, (laughs) like, for the rest of us, like, she's just so funny. But she's also, like, very motherly towards me. And, like, I don't see your mom a whole lot. But when I do, like, she's always very accommodating and sweet and like big mom vibes, you know, but, um, also hysterically funny and, um, also an advocate for people. And you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. your mom is just, I think she embraces this 2022 crone. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like she's just the coolest and Red Fox too. Shout out to Red Fox. Yeah, totally. Um, no, when you're talking about real people, yes, I see crone vibes in so many, um, real people authentically. And I feel like crone, like to the point of my mom, like some crones are leaders. My mom's a leader, you know, like that's how she rolls. That's how she's always rolled. Um, we're like Nancy still crone vibe, but not really the leader vibe, you know, like, and that there are, um, I guess we could call them like introverted and extroverted options on all of this. Nancy's so funny though, because I, when I was very young and came into the business, Nancy was in her forties, you know? So she was still kind of like in the mother phase. If Nancy had like a mother Mm -hmm. phase of her life and same, like (laughs) I was like, who is this crazy woman? You know? Like, so she's always kind of been like that, but I do remember thinking or noticing when this shift happened with Nancy where like life became all about her joy. Yes. And her pleasure. Yes. And what she wanted to do when she wanted to do it. And that the way she did things was noticeably different to me than the way that other women did things and that it was totally okay. Yeah. And that she, and that she truly allowed herself grace to be whoever she was and that was confusing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, the older I got, the more I was like, dude, I want to be like Nancy Pitts. Right? Like, because <laughs> I know it, it is a really validating thing to watch a woman do things on her own terms, no matter how strange that might look to anybody on the outside, you know? And when we say strange, I mean, Nancy's like crocheting in her living room watching Lord of the Rings right now. Okay. <laughs> like, I guarantee you, it's, it's not like what she does is like super weird. It's no, just, no. you know, she also like r- did her own driveway, poured her own concrete driveway. Right. Yeah. Or like 
does her own her entire kitchen. Like, yeah, yeah, like <laughs> replumbed and installed a shower in her bathroom. Like she's cray, y'all. But it is all like home improvement right? and fun, crafty stuff that she does right now. Makes um, her own shoes. Yes, and Who she makes barely. Her own shoes? She made me a pair of shoes once too. What? Um, yeah, but it's also not because she like she doesn't have an Etsy store. You know, right. like she doesn't. Sometimes she gifts things to people. You know, but for the most part. She just has this flow and this creative vibration. I mean, she's a hairdresser, you know, right. and has to create and make things. And it really gives her this sense of joy. Well, and, and that speaks to like her mother's side because yes. like we can't drill it in enough. Like when we talk about mother, this has nothing to do with having children. This is about creating yes. and like living this really fulfilling life. Totally. So, yeah, that's like totally her mother's side. Yes. I love that. And that she embodies so much of that. And then yeah. you look at photos of her when she was a teenager or in her 20s and you're like, oh, my God, Nancy was a maiden once, you know, yeah. like that we all see that. And that's what I love about looking at like old photos of anyone, you know, like that you all have this stage where you're growing into things, even though some of us like I think I hit the mother phase a lot earlier than most people did because I was building teams right. and you know like growing businesses and really trying to um be the matriarch of that vibe you know right. and so some of us like get into those roles earlier okay. than the rest of us and kind of let go of the maidenhood earlier which is when I think we hear a lot about like women having like a second childhood almost in this maiden phase about the time they hit their 40s Right. You know, and you kind of like regress a little bit. Um, I feel like I'm doing that right now. Okay. Talk to me about it. Well, okay. So my biggest fear of actually birthing a human <laughs> was that I would lose myself. Mm -hmm. I'm really protective of my identity. Mm -hmm. um, I had a huge identity crisis um, when I got married. Um, I had a major death in the family that like broke me, you know, like literally right before I got married. And so, you know, like after grieving that and going through that, which was extremely traumatic, like I really wanted to focus on for the rest of my life, like not losing my identity, which when you have a child, it's like it's really tricky because society tells you like, well, you're someone's mother now. Nothing you for know. you anymore. Right. You don't get anything. Your life is over. And those fun, silly things you used to do, like, no more. Mm. You're not this, like, sexual being anymore. You're not this um, young, fun, like, you're a mom now. And so, like... It's hard to do when your kid is a baby, but now that Adelaide is older, I find myself like going out with friends more, traveling more. Like, I mean, she's still very young and needs me. I, it's not like I can be gone like Later. super long, you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's kind of like this regressing, like I'm in my mid thirties and I see this light at the end of the tunnel that life is literally flashing before my eyes. Things are moving so quickly mm -hmm. and things that I said five years ago that 
I wanted to do. It's like, oh my God, now I'm at this phase. And I know that I'm still young, just like you are still, still young. young. Totally. You know, yeah. um, you are not moving into the crone phase. Like quite yet no because i feel like i mean i hate to put years on any of them but right. i kind of feel like crone is like upwards of 60 yeah 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 okay so, yeah i'm still so you young. have a while I'm still young okay but um you know that like while i'm still young and have the energy and you know what i mean like i don't want to be a crone in my 60s <laughs> saying god i wish that i XYZ, mm -hmm. which when you are as blessed as you and I are mm -hmm. to have this odd collection of all these women that we hang out <sighs> with who are such badasses and show me that life can be different, that you don't yes. have to follow this certain path that traditional parenting or traditional womanhood looks like. Um, yeah, that I feel really empowered by the women we surround ourselves with. Oh, yes. To still play. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I've been working on for the past, like, what would you say, maybe two or three years? Really, yeah. Is that it's okay to play. I've been so serious my whole mm -hmm. life. I came out of the womb as an adult. Right. You know what I mean? Even in my, like, 20s and prime partying days where I should have been going up, really yeah, crazy. Totally. I was still like the mama bear of the group who like mm -hmm. didn't quite get so fucked up to where because I had You're to You're still like that. watch, I know, damn it. But I mean, I feel a lot safer yeah. to let go. Totally. Whereas back then I didn't feel safe enough to let go. I think because I didn't trust the people yeah. around me. Whereas now, if I were to let go and like really get crazy, I know that you wouldn't With let the right crew, right, yeah, totally. anything happen. You know <laughs> no. what I mean? But like what I'm saying is like even in my 20s um, and it's that cancer moon in me mm -hmm. that like I came from this emotional motherly like it's my lineage. I was born a mom. Right. And I've mommed every single person in my life. And so now it's kind of like my time to be like, okay. I've done the mom thing. Mm -hmm. Let's have some fun. And it's like this regression to maidenhood. Yeah. It's really fun. But, it's awesome, you know, though. like, and it's cool. Like that, Yeah, I guess that's one of my favorite things about the triple goddess vibe is that all stages are kind of interchangeable, you know, where there's, and I think especially if you're talking about our friend group, it's fascinating to me how many women we have in different stages that are still really close. Oh, God. Our friends range from literally 21 to 67. 68. 68. Yeah. 68. yeah. And, and everyone in between. And everyone in between. Um, but the 21-year-old and the 68-year-old hang out yeah. on the regs. You know, <laughs> like that it is not. Um, and that there's just as much wisdom in a 21 year old sometimes as I see in a 60 plus woman sometimes, you know, yeah. like, and then also so much naivete out of a 60 plus woman versus our 20 year olds, you know, mm -hmm. like in everything in the middle that, and that's one of my favorite things about it is that you get to be all of it. Yeah. It doesn't mean that like 
you go through these stages of your life and you put one away and it's like locked away forever that you can tap into these times, you know, when it serves you based on what you're working with. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like the regression, you know, part of it. And I was thinking about this too with like silly things like, um, like hairstyles. Like how much I like wearing my hair in braids. Mm-hmm. Even though it seems kind of youthful and juvenile to me, even though it's not yeah. like... People wear braids at all ages, you know, right. like it's not, but that these um, symbolic things that look one way or the other, or even just the idea of having like long, like ridiculously long Amish kind of hair, you know, like the crone style anyway. I'm like, I think I could dig having hair that long, you know, yeah. like, um, and just never cut it again. And then, you know, go back to Nancy with her dreads that she yeah. has, you know, like, I feel like Nancy, I don't remember what she looked like before she had all those dreads. Same. And I've known her they more years so without them. like embrace her. Yes. And they and they're like her constant craft project where there's shit hanging out of them <laughs> and like danglies and julies. And I'm like, ooh, there's new stuff in your hair. Like, um, that the identity part of it I think is really fascinating. Um I think about things like makeup, mm-hmm. like how much smoky, black, messy eye makeup I used to wear, but that I still kind of feel like that that's a crone vibe. Two, you know, and that it's so interesting to me that like they're different but the same. You know who else is changing the game on that mm. is our friend Leslie Munsell. Totally, like a lot of her TikToks, Queenager, or you know, she uses the term Queenager. She loves it. I love. Which it too. I love. Yeah, but like her eyeshadow tutorials, mm-hmm. you know, she's like people say that like older women or with mature skin shouldn't wear shimmer on their eyes. I'm like, what? Yeah. Who said that? I mean, lots of people have said that. And so silly, but that's also like founded out of this cultural thing that like shimmer calls attention to texture and God forbid somebody see texture on your face. (gasps) You know, no. like, and so I just think that the whole concept. You mean your eyes could be wrinkly? Right. What? In and your what, 60s? What's wrong with a wrinkle? Like, right. that it's just so funny that, like, so much of those beauty concepts we have were founded on this idea that you were supposed to look like a Barbie doll when you're 70 right. years old. And that <laughs> that is just not realistic. And if you want to wear shimmer, like, rock the freaking shimmer, y'all. It's yeah. fine. Um, Leslie is stunning. And does so much for makeup in a in all stages, but definitely like one of my favorite things about Beauty for Real campaigns is they are real women, you know. Mm-hmm. And you look at them, and they have uh, discoloration and hyperpigmentation on their face, and they have texture and lines. And, but it's like the least interesting thing about their face, yeah. You know, like that you just see them shine through all of that, and that's really empowering for somebody that you know, is looking at a brand and being like, oh, I see myself in that because that's what my skin looks like. Yeah. Um, but I also think that there's so much about women in business too that overlaps this maiden mother crone vibe. Because if you think about the beauty business, there's so many of us that are coaching younger ingenue you know like maiden style ladies through the industry and I think that the new generation you know like the one that doesn't want to work 
<laughs> that they're some of the most open-minded yeah. and flexible and willing people to learn and be guided by some of the ladies that came before them. And that that is... That's what I'm seeing. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, we've talked about this before, but yeah, like this new generation that doesn't want to work. I'm seeing women who, I mean, at least like in our world, who are so hungry for knowledge and maybe are looking for a different way to do it. But yeah, they want to grow and have their own businesses. And, you know, I think it's fucking awesome. It's amazing. Um, what else on, I feel like we've talked a lot about the crone. I feel like we've talked a lot about the maiden. Let's kind of talk about this overarching mother phase in the middle. Full though. moon this phase. Full moon phase. Um, well, you know, the full moon is when where, you go crazy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> truth. Because that is, I guess, technically I where we both are. You know, <laughs> yeah. like because um, in this creation phase, I mean, like I said, I feel like I hit mother early. Um. But that I'm kind of in this second stage of my mother phase where I'm creating things on that are like my idea. <laughs> okay. So like, like that the first mine. stage of my mother phase was like, oh, let me do all these things for you and for your business. Like and in a real traditional sense of like becoming the mother, like you're the head of a family that's usually seen or, you know, headed up by a patriarch mm-hmm. of some sort. And that that was very much the vibe that I existed in for a long time was let me help you build your family where now I'm kind of like shifting into this place where I'm like, okay, so let me build my family, you know, yeah. and this is the way that I think that we should do things we being me, you know, and that that is uh, really empowering. And at the same time, kind of like you were saying, like, I feel like everything in the mother phase happens so fast where I blink and two years have gone by, you know, and I just and I don't even know. And I can see the progress. I can see all the seed babies that have Mm -hmm. been planted that are growing and like turning into something and that that's rewarding, but it also is like this warp speed of like, oh my gosh, things are just moving so very quickly. Um, And I know that you get that, you know, just as far as how the days are long, but the years are short kind of thing. And I totally feel that in this creation mode where I'm making things so fast and I can see them all the way through to fruition. Um, But yeah, that I just see the time slipping away so fast. Well, and especially when you have Crohn's in your life, Mm -hmm. right? Like um, my grandma right now, Mm -hmm. for example, like I have these memories of her, you know, walking around and, you know, like having energy and doing, you know, and it's like I turned around one second and I look at her now and like she's moving slower and things aren't as easy as they used to be. And, you know, and she's my only surviving grandparent, you know? So when I look at her, you know, especially in my own mother phase, I'm like, God, life happens so quickly. Mm -hmm. And it's just, life's too short. Yeah. It's way too short. And, you know, the way I've been, 
living lately with, you know, the traveling and doing the things, the hip hop classes that, you know, mm-hmm. like shit that a lot of people in my peer group aren't doing. Right. Um, I've had people, um, clients in my chair talk to me about it and just say like, you know, and I'm not doing this for the pat on the back, but I have had clients say, you know, I admire you so much for like still doing what you want to do. Right. And I'm like, why aren't you doing what you want to do? First of all. And thanks for noticing. Right. You know, and like, thanks for noticing. It's easy out here. <laughs> but yeah, that, um, you know, like I'm going to LA this weekend and I'm going to see some friends and my uncle and I want to go take dance classes and I want to go to museums. Am I bringing my kid? No. Am I going with anybody? No. I'm just, I can be by myself and feed my soul and do things that make me happy and look silly doing it probably. I really need to research these dance classes that I'm signing up for. But you know what I mean? There's not an audience. Yeah. That... I just, it, it it's too short. And if you don't do it, how will you ever know? Yeah, you don't. You don't. And that scares the shit out of me. I'd rather know or like look back in my crone phase and be like, God, remember that time I just like. Remember to, what yeah. an idiot I was? Right. Like, yeah. And like <laughs> walked into that dance class with all those professional dancers and like stood in the back and like stumbled my way through, you know what I mean? Like that I would rather say that I did it. That's fun though. Like, and it's yeah. fun. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm excited and I love this phase of life. And I also love empowering women to book that flight, do all of go it. somewhere, yeah. learn something, do something new, take a pottery class, like whatever it is, mm. like, create and have fun and I just uh life is too short and then I think like oh but am I being res- irresponsible should I be saving this money for my future should I be saving this money for my daughter's future and then I'm like you know what it's gonna work out <laughs> it's gonna work it's out. fine like it's fine and like in general I think anytime that you ask should I do anything the answer is no like, do what you want. Mm-hmm. I should, should I do it? Just do what you want. Like, do you want to do it? Yes or no? Because the should gets all messed up. Right. And this other thing about being in this mother phase that I just recently learned in these last few years of life is if it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. Shh. I'm still working on this. Um, that, like, it has to be strong either mm-hmm. way. I'm so tired of living in, like, and I'm not saying it's perfect. I still live in a lot of maybe sometimes, mm-hmm. but that maybe is like this really wimpy, like low vibe kind of place to be. It's just no, but I don't feel like telling you no. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, or yeah, that like, it's a no, but I'm going to pretend like it's a yes. And I'm going to half-ass my way through this and like that is like way too low vibrational for me Mm -hmm. like the other part of the mother phase is learning that you should be you need to be 
particular with who you give your energy to. Oh my gosh. And yes. who has the um like who you're going to allow see your magic. Like I'm becoming more and more aware of who I'm giving my magic to or who I'm allowing to see my magic, you know, and that as women, we are super magical beings and that, you know, you just don't give that shit out for free. Well, <laughs> sometimes you do for a while until you don't, well, you right, know, like, right. that, that, like that's part that's of part the of lesson, that whole gig, you yeah. know? Um, no, it's so funny. The, you think of a mother who like selflessly gives to her children, right? But like not everybody are your children. And right. that in that mother phase especially, our value is usually attached to what we're able to provide, give, do. Um, and yeah, like the older you get and the longer you play that role, the more you're like, mm, I better reel this in. Mm-hmm. Or hit the breaking point, you know, like that it goes both ways. Um, I love this perspective on like aging in 2022 versus like the eighties. Um, cause if you think about like the golden girls, mm-hmm. we're like, some of them were in their late fifties and early sixties. And then I think that same age as Carrie Bradshaw yeah, and Miranda. That's what I mean. Yeah, like, like and it's just so interesting to me how, how we depict women well, in media and <laughs> how different being older is today yeah that i sometimes lose sight of how old people actually are because they look so freaking great you know and that there's so many things that give us power and energy around that like makeup and style and this uh rebirth of being able to do what you want on your own terms and that that queenager vibe or that, you know, like coming into her own vibe where you have the kids that are grown up and out of the house and you have the expendable income to travel and do the things that you want to. And you don't need to explain all these things like that. I feel like that stage of life is happening earlier Mm -hmm. for women, you know, where like before you maybe got to 65 or 70 before you hit that stride. I feel like you're hitting that stride now, like late mother Mm -hmm. stage, you know, and that, 50s the new 40, you know, 60s the new 50. Like it just keeps getting younger and younger that women are getting in touch with this and able to like embrace different parts of those archetypes. Yeah. So they can just be whole humans. It's not too much to ask. For real. I mean, <laughs> that's a different podcast. Um so yeah, Triple Goddess made I another love this conversation. It's good fun. Um We so appreciate you guys being here this week and listening to us chat on about all of these fun things. It would mean so much to us if you would share this podcast with someone that you think would enjoy it. We love you all and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.